Hey everybody and uh, welcome back to another season of Horror Film Lovers. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, Sarah Atkins here. How are you doing, Sarah? Doing good. Good. I'm so excited. We have a really, really big announcement, but we're going to make it at the end. So you guys have to listen to this whole thing before you right. get to that part. Because, you know, we make you, to hear the news. We want to make you suffer. Um, or you can <laughs> fast forward it, whatever. You really yeah. want to just hear what so the news is. <laughs> and we'll probably announce the announcement uh, after the show's you know, uh, <laughs> already aired and everything. Because, you know, well, that's the big thing. We want we want you guys to guys to hear it here first on horror film lovers. Anyway, uh, we're gonna be talking about the 2005, I think. Well, it says 2005, but when you look on the IMBD, like it says that the release date was August 2006. Okay. So it's weird. It has two dates. So considering it is British, I'm just wondering if maybe the U.S. release date was 2006 and maybe 2005 is when they started it. Well, so, well it says 2005 on the Blu-ray. On the See, yeah. I was heavily investigating that because I noticed there were two dates on the IMBD and it was confusing to me because uh, I remember yeah, seeing it. Yeah, the release date, it might be like it I, might have released sometime in 2005, but the release date that it might hit like America or I feel like it was in theaters more 2006 and five, because like I said, I did watch it in theaters and the timeline for that does match up more to 2006, but that whole, that whole 2005, 2006 area was really good for, for um, a lot of movies. You know, it's a good, a good time to be a viewer. Right. Um, 2000 and uh, basically 2004 to 2006 had mm -hmm. a ton of horror movies that came out around that time that were pretty good. Uh, including we already did Cabin Fever, which is probably, you know, I adore that movie. Um, I, I, I'm gonna say this right now. This is my, this was my first time watching it, and I prefer Cabin Fever. And it's not because I saw it first, and I, it's you know a love of mine, and and I think maybe over time this movie will really, you know, get me, you know. But as a first time watch, it was, it was it was good. It was a great movie. Like it was well done, well directed. Well, um, so I'm going to go into a little bit of background, a little bit of story. So we said 2005, 2006 ish, you know, that it came out. Um, it was directed by and written by Neil, uh, Marshall Stevens. I think it was his name. Um, I'm really bad with names now getting old. Um, <laughs> that happens. Um, Neil Marshall. Okay. Just Neil Marshall. Um, Neil Marshall, who also directed the hit in independent film Dog Soldiers, um, which is another movie I need to rewatch because I was not a huge fan of it. Everybody tells me they love the movie. When I first watched it, I was like, I was expecting more werewolf action, I think. I remember it being a werewolf movie because I never actually watched it, but I remember my ex watching it. So like I I've heard of it and I know it's like a werewolf thing, but I don't think I actually sat down and watched the whole movie. I think it had more war than werewolf, and oh, I don't like war movies myself personally. I'm just not they're not my thing. Um, so I, uh, but everybody loves Dog Soldiers. It was a huge hit. I guess it made them get a chance to make this movie. That was his next movie, The Descent. And the descent, I think, 
is one of those movies that's talked about a lot more than Dog Soldiers, but Dog Soldiers is sort of still what like a cult kind of movie. I mean, um, but I really, um, you know, I was, uh, this even had like a sequel, Descent Two, which I guess we'll talk about more toward the end of the episode. But uh, because I'm like. Okay, they had a sequel. I watched the sequel, but I honestly don't remember the sequel. So it's like I know I watched it, but I remember not being very impressed, and I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I've never. This, like I said, this is the first time I watched The Descent, so I have not seen Part Two. But here's an interesting thing: so Samantha Marie was supposed to join us, but if, I, I did not realize I picked her freaking wedding anniversary. As uh, the day, I just didn't think that was you know, it was in February or whatever. It was it was either wedding anniversary or the day they whatever. It was, it was their three yeah, three year anniversary. Got some celebration to do so. Yeah, so it was a celebration today, and uh, so I ended up um, saying, uh, "Okay, well, if you can't, since you can't make it, let yeah, or she and I are going to do a video for the YouTube." Uh, thing where we're gonna compare both the first one and the second one, like mm-hmm. kind of do a verse, you Aww. know, and yeah. stuff. And so she can talk a lot about this first one, and and tell me why she loves it so much because it's her favorite movie. That's why I mm-hmm. wanted to pick it. Which I'm sure she's gonna be like, you don't like this as much as blah blah blah. I'm like, I mean, I didn't hate it, I, and I didn't yeah. not like it. I think it's a great movie. I've seen it since normally we pick movies that we already know that we're a fan of so i for i assume that you've seen it and loved it already uh which and it for me like it's it's not a movie i absolutely love but i do put it up there on for a 2005-6 horror movie where we all were still going to theaters rather than just all these streaming movies coming out mm-hmm. i think it was a good movie um and they did good with it uh, and and stuff like that is just maybe, like I said, maybe in 2023, we're more desensitized to a 2006 movie. Because I know when I watch movies for the first time from a decade ago, I guess I'm so spoiled with the stuff I see now. It doesn't have the same hit that it did, I think, if I were to watch it when it came out. That's a good point. And that might be, that might be the case. Um, but I... I honestly think if a movie is that good, you know, mm-hmm. it Hold should it. stand the test of time like that, you know, like whether or not we see things that are, you know, but then again, yeah, I, I look back at like the exorcist, you know, would that movie scare me today? Really? You know, like it did when I was a kid. No, but once again, I got scared very easily as a kid, oh, um, but now you're right. I think I'm more desensitized to horror. It wasn't that a movie wasn't scary and it's a, it, wasn't necessarily to me but not one of those movies that scares you unless you're like really scared of cave dwelling things but i feel like it's more of a movie that gives you anxiety uh and like a almost like a a thriller would in senses and it's a lot of jump scares it's a few it's a bunch of jump scares yes it's a lot of jump scares and this is in the horror aspect of you're sitting there like Oh my god! I could never be in that situation. I could never. I'm so claustrophobic just watching this. Like my anxiety is high just just thinking about being in the situation. And then, uh, you know, like and then the stuff that just jump scares at you. So I think that's where your uh, your horror aspect comes in this this play. 
I'll agree with that because the whole time I was thinking, I'm glad I don't spelunk. Right. <laughs> you know, like I don't like, I don't like, okay, first of all, I don't like bats. I mean, not that I don't I like, I, I, I don't mind them up in the air where they're, you know, flying around. But, but yeah, watching them crawl through a tiny little thing and, and getting stuck and just the dirty ass water and all the stuff. I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not, yeah. I'm not an adrenaline seeker, which, you know, they obviously were. They didn't show any spiders, though. I'm like, how many? There's got to be tons of spiders down there. Oh, I'm you know? sure. Well, not really, because you do know that was a set, right? Oh well, yeah, it's a movie. I, well, I mean, no, I mean, I mean the whole cave was yeah. not real. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah. Think they had a soundstage, and they created the set, and I think that's pretty freaking amazing, considering, right. like, I mean, there there was ins and outs, and they were crawling mm -hmm. through all these different passageways, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. No, I think like that, that's where I think why this movie is one of the ones where people do talk about it is because it's a set and it's kind of like a one location set really, uh, but it's done well where like it, it's dark because it's a cave, but that benefits them in the way that they can get away with making it look authentic and real and hiding imperfections. Right, and that was that was the cool thing is like I don't I don't know I don't know if we've talked about this we probably had. We've had to have talked about it at some point. I don't like movies where it's just one location. I don't. I, I get yeah. I it frustrates me. But <laughs> I remember you saying that. So I was like I feel like you probably did get an extra sense of claustrophobia just having it be in one location. Yeah, like yeah, I do feel claustrophobic. Um sometimes that's perfect. You know, there's <laughs> the the Hitchcock movie Lifeboat. That's the job is it's you're supposed to be claustrophobic, you know, mm -hmm. you're supposed to feel that way. Uh, this movie, um, you're supposed to feel that way because you're, you know, uh, the lead girl, the girl who plays Sarah, she mm -hmm. was claustrophobic for real. Oh, yeah. She was terrified. They did a good job, like just making you have that claustrophobia, anxiety feeling that they were having. So that, like you put yourself in there, like, their feelings exactly which i love you know at a, i i like i i was okay with all that like that that was really what sort of made and then i was like i was almost like this movie in itself mm -hmm. of like being lost in a cave and not being able to figure out your way out right and you don't need the cave dwelling people in this right. movie the fact you might just die in there because you don't have the proper things you might need to get out or there may not be an exit like it's terrifying another right. reason why I don't caves so like if you take out the the cave dwelling characters you know it would be scary you know itself and then you could you're probably gonna die at some point because you're trying to figure out ways to get out and like right. I mean they were climbing up things they were falling yeah. um the one girl Holly was an idiot and just you know okay so well I guess we'll go into the story of it so um so basically uh did you watch the unrated or the rated version do you know uh, Amazon didn't offer me anything it just said the descent it said 99 minutes long like it didn't they didn't have anything that said anything special it just said the descent I think that was the unrated must have been because I think that's as long as I well you know yeah. So 
I, if if I say something and you're like, I don't remember that being in the it's movie, then uh, the uncut version or something. So uh, if yours is a little different, then that's fine. Uh, right. Like, oh, was that in the uncut version? So. Well, it starts out looking like the River Wild. You know, you ever seen that movie with Kevin Bacon and stuff where they're on like the river rafting stuff? I might have actually. But yeah, even the river rafting part, though, I was like, people enjoy this. This is fun for people. No. <laughs> this is like, yeah, my my cousin. This is the stuff. He kayaks, he rafts, he does all that stuff. Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he spelunks. I have no interest in any of that shit, you know? Oh. Um, now, no, no. Because like, I was like yeah. thinking if maybe if some people invited me on a river. No, I'd probably say no, thank you. I mean, not that like you know, I think I'm going to die necessarily, but like, I just have no interest being on a raft and probably throwing up from seasickness, you know? Right. I uh, see my problem is, is I have severe like motion sickness and uh, anxiety. So being on anything that rocks me around makes me really sick. And if I get like, if I go underwater, I'll have a panic attack. So I'm a wimp. My body yeah. says, so well, that that's... initial with the movie, even when they're just doing the rafting, I was like, Oh my god, okay. All right. So, <laughs> so you're like you're already so, getting motion sickness just watching them, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, they were doing that and so uh then the uh I guess it was the daughter, the mother, which was Sarah, and her mm-hmm. husband were driving down the road and I guess did she say something like keep your eyes on the road or something or pay you know, or something like that, like well, you're typical like I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing because we're having a conversation and we exactly and she does that and then or they do that and then he, the car comes and smashes <laughs> some stuff and kills the husband and the child it's what? almost a fascination moment you know where the uh, the uh, the I don't know if there are pipes or what go through the windshield from the other truck it, like it really reminded me of a final destination moment well, no, because at the end of the movie, there's the log, you know, truck, right. too. So, so I'm like, were they just ripping off Final Destination right there? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, so that was like a Final Destination type moment. And it's right. really kind of creepy and stuff, like, because it made, made me start to think, like, this, like, something like this could literally happen. You know, mm-hmm. like, somebody just actually swerves goes the wrong you know whatever and bam like that could that could be the thing so the pipe goes through the guy and i guess the daughter they don't really show anything they don't really go into details if it was the kid too but i'm assuming it has to be right because she keeps having the hallucination of the birthday with the kid right so i'm a i'm assuming the kid got nicked too you know like i'm assuming they're both gone like she lost her whole family you know that's why they were kind of going the worst thing that's ever happened has already happened you know yeah and so she like one year later she woke up in the hospital and like was freaking out and stuff of course you know after a trauma like that you know i would, I would totally get it and then she um ended up uh one year later friends wanted her I mean, I guess, like, I'm sorry, but even a year after, like, a traumatic thing like that, I would never invite my friend out to, like, you know, 
I would just be like, not. I would just like cancel the the trip. Or, or at least go out and have fun and, and re reintroduce to the environment, to the camping, but don't go in a cave that you've never been in before. Well, see, they, well, yeah, okay, so all of them went to a cave they'd never been in before. However, they were supposed to go to a specific cave, and yeah. I guess we'll get but to that. The, but the friend who did that is the one who convinced her to go and to to do all this so like her friend knew her friend knew what she was doing and shouldn't have after only a year after this trauma done that to her I'm trying to find the uh, uh what is she shouldn't have done a lot of things to her <laughs> there was a lot that should have uh been handled better uh juno yeah. juno was the friend uh they didn't really put a whole lot of information or detail into that situation uh for when we get to it but it, I mean, it was noted. Yeah. So, like, they're all meet up. It's six, I guess, friends, but one of them's not even a friend friend. Like, she was, like, a teacher or something. You know? Like, uh, Holly, I believe, was you know, and she was my favorite character, by the way. Yeah. I I adored her because she had, yeah. like, all the one-liners and yeah. she was silly, you Comic know. Room comic relief and they sort of needed that i mean she got serious when it got serious but like yeah. she had some some stuff so uh we'll talk about the cast and we'll say the names so shauna mcdonald uh played sarah shauna uh basically has been in a lot of tv it seems a lot of british yeah. television I tried um, looking at all the actresses and stuff myself and i didn't really recognize a whole lot no, and a lot of them are like all British stuff. So if you right. don't, you're not familiar with that. Right. You know. And the movie that came out not too long ago called The Princess, I did notice that um, two of the actresses are listed as the queen in that, which is a little odd that they're both listed as the queen. Um, so that's a relevant movie that just came out. And which then one? I think Apes, The Princess. Oh. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was Netflix or Hulu, but you know, like she was fighting off a ton of people in her castle, kind of doing the whole like women empowerment thing of I'm not going to just marry somebody. I can take care of myself, you know? Right. Uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, and then I think planet of the apes is on there. Um, so I think one or two of the actresses was in that, like the newer one. Oh, cool. Um, nice. Yeah. I don't like, I'm looking at these credits and uh, there's a few, you know, here, here's the interesting thing. And as a horror film lover, I've noticed this. Um, if an actor is really good at horror, they'll mm -hmm. constantly be cast in horror films, you know, right. another horror film. So, like, um, there, uh, just brief, like, recently I did, like, the we did the Insidious movies for Mainstream Monday. And one of the Insidious girls or whatever, one of the girls in Insidious, but also been in, like, some horror films after. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And and I think that's pretty cool, but it it's just it's really funny to see. Like I'm looking at this, the girl who played Holly, um, Nora Jane Noon. Um, she was in The Descent, and she was also in Ella Enchanted, by the way. So oh, okay, yeah, uh, she was. What? That was a good one. My kids like that one. Yeah. I figured I figured you'd know from it from the kids, <laughs> um, but she was in Doomsday, which was a horror film. Um, well, action sci-fi thriller, but I, Beyond the Rave, which is a horror film, it's about a, uh, uh, I'm guessing it's a vampire rave, uh, movie. 
there's a Vinnie Jones and Legend of the Bog, which is a horror thriller. Like she, I think all of them are back in the Descent Part Two, which I'm guessing is like flashbacks. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, well, the I'm trying not to say anything that would spoil the second movie, but there's one thing that I kind of remember, so I think I know what's happening mm-hmm. in the second movie, and um, like. Not to ruin it, but it's like, I think I want, I, when this movie ended, I thought I remembered her waking up and actually still being in the cave and she was hallucinating that she made it out. Right. That wasn't in the movie I watched. Was it in yours? It was. Yes. So did they just cut to her? What? They, she, the, the truck passed her with the logs on it and she turned her head to the side and saw the ghost of her dead friend. And that's where my movie ended. Oh, okay. So did well, the one you watched today have the ending to where she actually was still in the cave? So yeah, so what I watched was she gets out, she drives her car, she sees the mm-hmm. log, she breaks down and cries. Mm-hmm. She throws up yeah. and then she turns over and the ghost of her friend attack, yeah. like goes to attack her and then she wakes up and she's in the cave. See, and then and she... I- I thought I remembered that, but that's not how they, they stopped it here, right where her so friend... I think that was the American version, which is the rated version, which was sort of like the idea that they... Which I think sets up for the idea that she's out, because in the unrated version, she's still in there, or is she in there? And well, I listened to the commentary, and the director was talking about that and said he did not want uh, anyone... Like, he wanted to leave it ambiguous... Uh, because right. like he has his own theories, but he doesn't want he wants every, he loves hearing everybody have their own theories. Well, to there because he could leave the sequel kind of open to whatever he decided to do. Um, which, which he didn't do the sequel. I don't think. I was like, does that mean this? Does like so? Does that mean like the second one is t- was taking place like in or out of the cave? You know. Um, but you've answered my question because I'm not crazy. It's not, I wasn't remembering the second one. It was the first one. And just the ending on mine was cut short, which uh, kind of sucks that the only option they have on Amazon is the one that's cut short, uh, especially when you have to rent it. Like I would have rented uh, the one that had the full ending if I could have. Because uh, I, I was like, I thought for sure. I was like, I thought I was going crazy. I was like, no, I think she, they had that weird ending where she was still in the cave. Yeah, and then went out right, and she and everybody just started. It started. She started hearing all the noises. Yeah, she started hearing all the the shrieks of all the the, Remembered the, it. the, the creatures and stuff, and then it just went to the credits. Which yeah, I'm not sure. I may want to watch part two, even though like I'm not reviewing it with you guys, just to just to answer some questions. But either that, or I'll just watch the <laughs> review and you can let me know what happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll spoil it for you. <laughs> that's a better idea. I'll, I'll just watch y'all's thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was because yeah, I I liked I liked the ending I had because and I was actually I bet if I watched the rated version I would have just gotten the the cut and everything, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I checked out the unrated instead because sometimes I don't watch the unrated first I want to watch the theatrical version to see what uh what everybody else really saw you know mm-hmm. not but then again we got that with you. You know, yeah. you got to do that. so. I had watched that. We both would just be talking about that, and you would right. be like, "I think that this happened," and I'd be like, I, right. Mm, "Right." So maybe it happened. 
Which this is probably why the version I was watching was shorter because it said it was like a 99 minute, you know, uh, uh, movie. I thought I thought that's what mine was. I thought it was an hour and 39 minutes, but uh, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe maybe it, mm, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, go back to the cast <laughs> and stuff <laughs> we were talking about earlier. Um, right. Uh, yeah, well, and so there's Shauna McDonald plays Sarah. There's Natalie Mendoza as Juno. I liked her a lot. Like, I did. I really... Um, I thought she was... And we'll, we'll get into some stuff that they do that I questioned whether or not it was right or wrong, you know, and stuff. And I'm sure you know what I'm kind of talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, so then there's Alex Reed played Beth. Um, and honestly, even though they all look different, the names and faces and everything sort of kind of went together. Like, I had a hard time keeping up with whose name was, was what, or even all of their names. Yeah. In fact, I kind of wish that there was only like four or three people. You know, it, it felt like there was, and I normally, I'm all for more people. You know, I like, I like watching movies with a ton of people, but sometimes it can get a little bit like, I'm trying to keep up with who's who and what's what. And sometimes people get like less parts because, you know, everybody else gets more lines or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, the main three were uh, Sarah, Juno, and I I want to say Holly really was the other, Holly, other well, one Holly that was the first one to die. Yeah. She was the first one to die, but she was like a big main part of everything. Like she was sort of, you know, the one, kind of making jokes but she's also the one causing a lot of problems and stuff yeah. with the thing so um she gets hurt like her knee her leg gets busted out and stuff um great special effects in this movie and blood oh, and lots meat. of blood in this movie um sarah Mulder played rebecca which they just kept calling becca all the time yeah and nor jane noon played holly um the guy uh Oliver Milburn played Paul. And I'm guessing Jessica was the little girl. And that was uh Molly Kale, who I I guess this and she was a location um location, I guess um uh manager for a movie called The Halloween Kid. It was six years later. So she mm-hmm. must have been an adult by then. And stuff. Um, and then the rest were crawlers, you know, and stuff, which I wouldn't be able to tell you which person played what crawler, you know, because there's no there's no specific crawler, I guess. Actually, I take that back. There was one named Scar. Uh-huh. I don't remember him ever getting a name, but I guess he had a scar <laughs> on him. Don't remember that. You know. Um, maybe he put that on yeah, IMDb. There were, a there were a lot of cave dwelling um, creatures, humanoid, well, bat like creatures. The one I noticed differently was like the more the mom, the female, one, the female, but she was like more like a mom. She got mad when represented a female in the species. Yeah. You know, show like, hey, there's females here too. It's not like, you know, um, this is. Because you don't know if they reproduce asexually or what. They're monsters. So it was 
it was good for them to be like we're gonna represent like all the monsters mm -hmm. yeah for well, all the white eggs i mean i mean they kind of looked human but they kind of didn't like I'm assuming they are humans that way in the long, long ago, you know, when around evolution and stuff got stuck under there and evolved with time instead of dying, you know, and turned into these sonar blind, like humanoids that, you know, just fed on whatever meat they could find. Yeah, they're kind of vampire like, you know. Um, yeah. which I like. I like I like that, like that was kind of neat where they're just trying to bite everybody the whole time. It's just very yeah. bitey. Because if they're, you know, if they're meat eaters, you know, like I'm sure that their their teeth are probably like razor sharp or something like that, made for tearing apart flesh of animals and stuff, not on bones. So That's I'm sure cool. it was, not, yeah, I'm sure it was not fun to be nibbled on. Mm, I would imagine not. I mean, I don't think they were giving them hickeys, you know. Um, <laughs> I think they were doing a lot more than that. But I don't know. I liked I. I, I dug the cave dwelling characters, um, you know, and and I liked that they basically because they lived in the cave for so long, they've sort of adjusted to the dark, and so they're pretty much blind. Um, every they, single they said it in the film that they're completely blind. Well, I mean, they only and know that because of what they does, saw. It doesn't seem that way because it seemed like they were reacting to a lot. Which it seems like if you're completely blind, you wouldn't be reacting to as much movement. But like when you know when they looked at the eyes and stuff, they're like, "Oh, it's completely blind, and it works off of a sonar like a bat." So when they're doing all that clicking and stuff, it was sonar. But like the continuity flaw I see in that saying that to us is the fact that they weren't always making that noise, but yet they were reacting like they could see. So for me, I was like, okay, well, if you're going to say they're completely blind and they only react through that clicking noise, then you need to hold to the fact that they need to be making that noise when they're reacting to stuff around them. Otherwise, you're saying they can't see it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, that, you know, that's a little bit of uh, questions on my end. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the commentary explains some of that. I don't know. There's two commentary tracks, by the way. Um, let me read this real quick. There's some great special features on this uh, Blu-ray um, that I bought, I bought for like five bucks. I'm like, that is a deal. Um, the Descent Beneath the Scenes, uh, which is like a documentary kind of thing, behind the scenes kind of thing. Uh, newly remastered, deleted and extended scenes, outtakes, descending, an interview with uh, director Neil Marshall, director and crew commentary, Director and cast commentary. That was the one I was kind of listening to. That's the one I thought would be a little bit more fun. And but I think if I want any of the explanations, the crew one will be the one that probably has more of that. Right. Um, then it's a 10 HP uh, definition, um, rated R and unrated versions. And then, well, there's a caving, a high definition experience. But there's the gate. The Descent Underground experience. That was cool. That was neat. So so when you click on like play movie or whatever, it'll say unrated, rated, or underground experience. And so okay. I was like, well, I want the unrated, right? So I watched well, the unrated movie. And afterwards, I was curious, what is the underground experience? Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the movie. Uh, I think it's the unrated version of the movie. Or maybe it's the rated. I'm not sure which one. 
uh, but it has uh, what, what's known as PIP, which is picture in picture, um, a special feature that comes on there. So you see behind the scenes, uh, interviews, outtakes, everything while you watch the movie. Okay, you know? that's interesting. Yeah. So they'll, it basically becomes a commentary because mm -hmm. it, it, like the, the audio will be over what everybody is saying and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was weird because I was like flipping through it. And um, there'll be times where it'll be like behind the scenes of them just like hanging out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like the, the girls will be all chatting with each other about stuff, but it's like, they're not shooting anything. They're not, I don't even feel like they were talking about the movie. They were just all well, just, it's just the craft service table of what they're eating that day and what they're chatting about. <laughs> yeah. And it was so weird because mm -hmm. it was like, I guess these were like all the odds and ends of stuff that they couldn't figure out where to put it. So right. they're like, let's just put it in this like section thing and it'll give a chance for people to see something, you know, for an hour and a half, you know, that's different. It was cool. It was a neat little thing. So I, I totally recommend if you haven't bought it, people buy the Descent uh, original unrated cut um, one, which does have both, because uh, I hate it when the uh, unrated cut or the director's cut or whatever of it's stuff separate. doesn't have the original cut too, you know? Because yeah. I might like the original cut better, you know? Right. You In this case, I don't. What? Yeah. You sometimes you just want to have the option of both rather than have two DVDs. That was that was the thing with you. You probably wanted to have the option of both, like yeah, to be able to, you know, because you said you wanted to see that ending. Ending was, I mean, I liked I liked that ending, but we'll we'll get to it. We're I almost was so crazy and remembering it wrong. I was like, I know I've seen that part, so that's why I thought maybe it was the second sequel that I remember it from. But no, it was just an uncut version. That was the uncut version, so you probably weird because you couldn't have seen that in the theater uh i don't know unless i i may have watched the movie once since the theater and maybe it was the uncut version i just don't remember well you remember the, the, that so that's really cool so you did see the uncut well, just I've seen it somewhere <laughs> <laughs> i know may not have been because i mean 2006 you may not remember i'm i don't i was distracted i don't remember anything from yeah, so 2006 was way too long ago for you to, like, it's too long ago for me, too. I could barely, all I remember, like, if I'm going to go back to Cabin Fever, I remember mm -hmm. seeing Cabin Fever in the um, theater, you know? Yeah. Because everybody was telling me, like, uh, this one, one of my friends, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Liz. She was like, I hated that movie, like, absolutely hated it. I was like, why? She was like, so gross and disgusting. And now, my, you know, right? I was like, that sounds wonderful. I can't I wait mean, to see yeah. it. <laughs> so, do you want to uh, dive back more into the storyline, or you just want to talk about your favorite parts? Or, or, because we let's, just went over I guess let's, we, we, I mean, the only part of the storyline really that, that happens is like, they get stuck. <laughs> they they can't they can't figure out how to get out because they've never been there before. Um, they have no guide. They have no map. There's nothing to to help them. They realize uh, trapped there with monsters. They try to get out, and they all like almost every single one of them die except for the uh, main girl. You know, Sarah. Yeah. She lives. The final girl. The final girl. Yes. So she lives. She survives. Um, everybody else dies. Uh, pretty oh, much. 
really is a story about her. It's it's her movie. Like it like it it's her trauma. With, right. It starts with her going out there with her friends and getting to an accident with her family, losing her family, and then getting back out there with her friends and getting stuck in this goddamn cave she wasn't even supposed to be in with these goddamn monsters. Kind of like snakes on a plane, right? Goddamn monsters in this goddamn cave. And then realizes, unfortunately, that, you know, the best friend she thought she had, you know, who took her on this journey in the first place was responsible for a lot more heartache than she realized. And she made it out, you know, Mm -hmm. or did she? Or did she? Or or did did she? she? And that was the the thing. Now I'm wondering, because I looked at the descent to, uh, like, uh, info, and it says, like, um apparently nobody believes that she got out so i'm like are they are they basing it i'm guessing they're basing it off of the fact that she made it out and then you just see you know what i mean because they're not basing it i don't i imagine they're not basing it off of her still stuck there unless they show like a team like a like some kind of team like take her out or whatever i'm assuming like i said because i know i've seen it i just don't remember i'm assuming she probably did make it out and she's just really mental. <laughs> I would imagine, like, because that yeah. is, that would fuck somebody up, like, seriously. Um, oh, yeah. Interesting. Tonight, it fucked me up. Oh, for real? Wait, really? No, so- I just I have one of those brains, so that no matter what I watch, I dream about it. Like, it just places itself. Like, I've been watching, I said, I've been to watch all four seasons of Good Girls. So, last night, I had a dream about robbing, like, a store. So my brain just does that so i'm sure are you robbing a store with with matthew lillard (laughs) that would have been so much better right you know why can't i direct your dreams right (laughs) why can't we all direct our own dreams you know like wouldn't that be cool if you could just state sometimes i can so what favorite deaths though do you have favorite kills favorite deaths or memorable deaths or deaths that you were just like oh my god like how did you feel about all the death scenes i feel they were pretty gory you know i liked the kill scenes like i feel like this movie was very bloody and that the effects were pretty good well interestingly enough so there is a scene where you know the first first time like they really get attacked by the uh cave dwellers um Mm -hmm. holly gets attacked and eaten and taken away Mm -hmm. and uh and uh, what's her? So Which that seems like a very cracked thing to do is they notice that their prey had somebody with a broken leg and that was weak and picked them off. Right, exactly. And then Juno was a badass, right? Just taking them left and right, just oh, yeah. killing them all. And then she turns around because she thinks one of them's behind her and mm-hmm. she stabs Beth. I think it was Beth. It's not the Beth. Right. Beth. It was Beth, I think. And then she kills Beth. And then Beth, but she doesn't kill Beth. Or- well, you think she did because obviously you see that thing go through somebody's neck. You think, oh, I killed them, and then you she's already in this like trauma, panic, like shock, you know. And she, she it's an accident. Like I would have made right. that accident. You swinging that around with my adrenaline running. She just killed a monster that she's terrified of, and it's dark. But she she gets so freaked out, she just. Assume she's dead and leaves her there and runs. And that, that ends up being a downfall for her because they're like that bitch, you know. But turns out she she uh, she wasn't dead yet because Sarah found her. Well, here's the thing. So uh, 
Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. See, I wanted to say that this movie had, in the beginning of the movie, um, right before they actually got into the cave, mm -hmm. uh, one of them, I forgot which one, was pointing out all the different things that can happen to you inside this cave, right? Had dehydration. Mm -hmm. Then they even talk about hallucinations and yeah. auditory yeah. problems, stuff like that. And then uh, while she said that, it started making me think of some of the stuff like hallucinations. So I right. thought maybe Beth was a hallucination. It can't be, though, because she never knew Beth died, you know, or how she died. So Beth was real when she right. found her. She just right. was not. Uh, she was deaf. She was almost dead and yeah. really bad and was going to die if, you know, whatever. So yeah. uh, Sarah killed her in order to basically. And survival situations where it's like, I know you're friends. You don't want to leave your friend, but your friend has a wound that they're going to bleed out. They're going to die. It's either you wait there with them until they die. You kill them before them out of their misery or you try to run because like that will be. Like, you can't save them, and maybe that'll give you enough time to get out, you know? Right. So, like, it's a really hard decision to make, but, like, if you, if you, if it was an accident and you can't save her, and at this point, you just have to go find everybody else and try to, try to get out of there. Right. Well, Sarah didn't even seem to care about finding anybody else. Like, she did find them, but, like, she wasn't, like, looking for them. She was just trying to find her way out. She didn't, yeah. um, yeah, no, and so she totally was like, mm -mm, I want out. I want out right now. Yep. And uh, so when she's talking to Juno and she said, what about Becca or whatever? And then she said, what about Beth? And she's like, Beth died, you know, and stuff. She was like, did you see her die? She's like, yeah, you know, or whatever, right? And yeah. she didn't. So she knew she didn't. And, and, and that's uh, one of those interrogating moments, though, where it's like she's trying to get her to, to be honest and see if she's a liar. But at the same time, she probably said, yeah, I saw her die because she's scared, but, like, maybe she thought she did, you know? Maybe, because yeah. it, was not, it was a fatal wound. Maybe she really thought that she was dead. Maybe she didn't realize that she was still hanging on. But more than likely, she probably was just terrified of, uh, you know, the situation and them thinking that she's a killer. Well, so in some situations, if this were to happen, you were to stab somebody in the neck and they would fall, Right. Right. A lot of times the first reaction would be to fall with them and right. fall down next to them and, and say, are you, you know, uh, you know, right. Are you okay? Are you, most of the time they're dead, you know, and like, there's nothing you can do about it. Yes, and so she didn't do that. She just left. Right. Yeah. So like she probably thought once I, once I knocked her down, she's dead. And yeah. was, so I got really upset at fucking Sarah. Right. Sarah leaves her her friend to die with the hands of all those things because she was upset that she left Beth, you know. And I'm like, you're doing the same thing. You're yeah, your friend to die. Like, wh well, what you should do is help each other get out and then not hang out together. She she left her there to die so she could have the opportunity to get out though is because of the necklace. Right. Well, I was wondering about that. So she she saw the necklace, right? And she that saw that the necklace, like they the both saw was, the necklace. The necklace was proof that her friend was sleeping with her husband this whole time. Oh shit! Why is that? I never got that. No. 
upset about her husband's death, she was like, you're not the only one who lost something that day. She's not the only one grieving because she was sleeping with her husband and her husband is the one who gave that necklace to her. So when she found that necklace, she's like, that's why she was crying so hard when she found the necklace. Like, no, no, because she just found out that the husband she was mourning was a cheater. And that's why she capped that girl on the knee and left her there to die. So she get out. It's because she slept with her husband. Oh, I didn't yeah. even put that two and two together. I literally thought it was all about Beth. So it was that's really that's what I've been hinting at, not spoiling till we got closer to the end. But I was, I was like, no, she did something shady. That's why she got in trouble. It wasn't the fact that she left her friend there to die. It was the fact that the friend she left there to die kind of outed her when she grabbed that necklace. Uh, no, um, she uh, totally slept with that girl's husband. Fuck. Okay, I didn't catch that. I don't know why I didn't catch that. Um, uh, but there you go. The, yeah, fuck, dude. Now that just puts it a whole, whole another perspective and shit. Yeah, so then, fuck, man. I mean, I'm not saying that what she did was right. You know, because I don't think leaving your friend uh, like your friend who now yeah. is no, not even no longer yeah. a friend. I still think it's better to have more in even, numbers, you know, even if you think like she killed one of your other friends or left her to die and also had an affair with your husband. Like you're not necessarily saying you should leave them there to die. But at the same time, I think the more of the mentality was I'm here because of you. You did these fucked up things. I'm really mad at you, and yes, I could take you with me, but if she did, they both would have died because the monsters would have just caught up with them. By leaving her behind, it bought her the time to run because right. they were too busy with her. So, in essence, she kind of had to save herself by sacrificing her friend. It's not like it's not like I like I wish we could have coffees and hash this out later, but if it's what me or you at this point. Why don't you go be with my husband? It's kind of like, um, yeah, it's kind of like the pack of wolves or something. You know, if, if a pack of wolves is surrounding both people, you're going to push the other person in front of the pack mm -hmm. of wolves and you're going to run, you know, and, and it's and not it, it's not like, oh, man, I don't like this person. It's I need to survive and you yeah. don't, you know, you you know, one or the other, you know, you both can't make it. And, and, you know, she had too many things on her checklist of, well, you know what? Maybe Fucked up. <laughs> but I, 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 cause I do like how the creatures did have this pack mentality. They really did seem like a pack of wolves. You know, I think, I think I'm going to probably enjoy it a second time and a third time. You know what I mean? I think the more you watch this movie, right. the more that, you know, from the first time you'll go, you'll, you'll, respect it a lot more now with the knowledge of like the affair maybe you'll see a few things differently right now yeah now i'll definitely be looking at it uh, like especially about her the necklace what was about i literally thought it was i forgot about the necklace i guess if i didn't even like i didn't see the necklace in the beginning of the movie or whatever so when she stopped her in the neck she grabbed onto her and fell. And when she did, she grabbed onto the necklace and it broke off of her neck and fell with her. So it was in right. her hand. So when Sarah found her and was holding her hand because she's like, basically her friend was like, I need you to kill me so I don't feel the pain when they eat me. You know, like she, she went to hold her hand and found the necklace and was like, no, fuck, you know? Hmm. So. All right. Interesting.
All right, I have to rewatch it and like look specifically. I think sometimes I get a little distracted. I'm sure you're the same way at times. Oh, yeah. So I might have just I might have got distracted at that moment. Um, it's just man, that she 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 accidentally killed her friend. She took him to this cave and got them stuck in it. Got them introduced to monsters. Had the affair. Like she was just. I don't know if she had good intentions or not. Half of them seemed like accidents, but man, she really ruined their day. I mean, she they wanted to they wanted to I, I guess she wanted to be the first group of people to discover this cave, you know, Please. and stuff. Tell your partners and ask them and make sure they were all okay with it and on the same page. And safety first, man. If you have to report what cave you're at in case you do get lost and stuck, it's best to report the right cave. You know, let people know where you are. You know, so she just jeopardized everybody's life because she wanted to discover a cave. When really right. she should sit down with everybody and be like, hey, do you all want to do this with me? Because I'd really, I would really want this. And you know you what know? would have happened? It would have said so, no yeah. because, because they needed to do an easier cave that right. they all knew was, you know, right. like more, you know, whatever, because uh, well, of the girl's so, trauma and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, she's obviously more caring and more she's selfish and cares more about her own needs than everybody else's otherwise she wouldn't have slept with sarah's husband exactly now what was your favorite uh death i mean like except with holly like you kind of knew when she got hurt at first that she she was going to probably be the first to go because she's the weakling mm-hmm. and her her death even though it was the first was still pretty brutal because they jumped on her and they grabbed her but I think the part where they actually ate her was pretty freaking brutal. Like where they all just like pack wolves or it was nothing but like a head on a spine, you know, like that, that was pretty brutal. And I enjoyed that. Like, I <laughs> enjoyed that. that. <laughs> See, yeah, you're a horror film lover. There you go. <laughs> yes, it's a death because, you know, like uh, the girl who was, you know, like trying to get the rope across who kind of got killed hanging there. Like that was okay, but that was pretty mild, you know, like the, the knife to the neck was pretty mild. And, uh, you know, the, the girl, Jade at the end or whatever, Juno, whatever her name is, like when her death was kind of mild, they didn't really show it. And then I honestly don't remember how the other one died. A lot of times it was like they just like I remember they grabbed one of them. They just grabbed her from behind and everything. From behind were eating her belly and stuff. So I feel like the first death had the most gore and impact and all the other deaths were just kind of like picking well, them off. I would do. I would disagree on one of them because there's that one girl that was hanging and then just slit her own, like, I thought that was pretty brutal, like, that she, like, killed herself, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, it just didn't have, like, a huge enough impact as being mauled and jumped on and eat to the bone. Yeah, well, she's she didn't want to be eaten to the bone, but she knew that was, like, you know, that was coming. Yeah, like, the thing towards the end is... They were like, all right, you either fight till you're dead or you don't want to go through the pain of being eaten, so you're gonna end it yourself. Right. Like I don't I don't want somebody biting my neck, you know? Yeah. And shit. Like I'm afraid of sometimes afraid of dogs. Like a dogs could someday they do that if they really wanted to. They could like yeah. sleeping with a dog, a dog could just get up and say, you know what, I'm mad at you right now. I'm gonna bite you and just eat you. Well, your your circular is very uh, very, you know, vital part. Like Yep. Anything about that. So, so it's, like, 
I think the deaths were cool. There's a lot of blood. But, like, the deaths of the monster were almost a little more cool because, you know, they were doing spikes through the head and all sorts of stuff. So there were some gruesome kills with the cave dwellers. Yeah. There, oh, yeah. They are doing spikes through the head. I mean, at yeah. one point, they were just taking them out left and right. And oh. I was like, damn. I mean, they were doing, like, they were smashing them up against the wall. And, I, I mean... Just- I, I wonder with the oxygen level in there, though, how well you could actually like fight like that. Cause that's a workout, man. And well, did you know some of them are like panting and shit doing it? Like, um, I, I felt like it was as realistic as they could be with that movie. Yeah. And of course, you know, for a movie, you have to go out of the realm of real realism for a little bit, you know, otherwise they would all just be dead. Right. But I, yeah, I was, I was, uh, was through the roof and on that. Was really cool, you know, with the female you know, uh, trying to pull her in. And that's where she kind of got all that, that scene from, you know, like in the picture behind you, you know, like that's kind of where that came from. And yeah. She, she just, fell into that lake or whatever, that little puddle, you know, or whatever. A good primal moment of like her trauma of coming through it. Cause I feel like this whole thing is the journey of her going through this traumatic experience, finding a little bit of like, I can do this. I can push through, I can survive and her being a survivor through it. And you know? then she goes through the vagina <laughs> and comes <laughs> out and she's reborn, I guess. I don't know. Like, because you like know, that hole though, like, you know, she jumped out of that mossy hole where the monsters obviously were pulling down because all the bones, they obviously were pulling down. They were obviously were going out of that hole to hunt and coming back down. Had to have, right? Because otherwise there wouldn't have been all those bones right there. But yet that doesn't make sense though if they're supposed to just always be in the cave and not come out. So that is a question that I do have a little flaw is oh. why would exit hole be covered in skeletons unless they were going out and dragging prey down. My idea was that people people have tried to go through there, have died, and have reached whenever they reached that part, you know. Oh, but there were there were animal there was a big wolf head that still had meat and stuff intact to it and a bunch of animal bones too. That's right. So unless the animals are crawling down there, they're getting out of that hole and pulling them down. Yeah. Uh, that is a question that I do have based off of what they're trying to tell us here. But when I came out of that hole, though, I would have, because it's not the age of cell phones where they could track you, I would have want to know where that hole is. So when I bring the police back later, they know, especially when you're trying to explain that there's monsters and stuff. So I would have dropped a marker of some sort, whether it was a shoe or something, just so I know this was the spot, you know, something, right. uh, because it would be really shitty if, if like you never, never talked about it again or never found it. And then somebody else had to go through that instead of quarantining it all off and burning the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe that's descent too. I don't know. Um, I know it takes place in the same caves you know, or whatever. So, um, which I'm wondering, like, cause I'm guaranteed they took down that set. So they'd have to go build the set to look exactly like the cave before. But this is why I'm like not that interested in the sequel is because like there's not much else you can do. You right. Know? And I'm curious because I don't remember the sequel, but I do remember not being impressed. Right. Like I feel like because Neil uh, Marshall did not direct it, he did not mm-hmm. write it. Three other people wrote it, which... I hate to say it. Sometimes that that's uh for horror films, especially oh. that gives me a little bit of a scary right. feeling of like 
one person wrote it and then another person had to rewrite it and then another well, person rewrote it and then it's not the same creative idea of flow like when you have the one person doing it they have this vision they have this idea and when you have too many cooks in the kitchen dissecting it it's not the same vision it's a version but it's not the same dish you know it's a version not a vision <laughs> there you go um i you know i i agree and uh, I'm, I'm interested. I can't wait to see Descent 1 and 2. I think what we're doing is we're going to do, I'm going to do a new show on uh, the on the YouTube where we're mm-hmm. doing um, what is it? Uh, it's going to be called like uh, either film or movie, but it's going to be like movie versus sequel. You know? And it, it will basically, but only one sequel. Because I don't want to do one where I have like three, five sequels, ten sequels, whole series. Because like the idea is like, there's only been one other Descent, you know, movie. And um, I want to find out like, uh, for a lot of these, why why there hasn't been another one, right? Like, you know, if it was a really good movie, did it, you know, did it have any flaws, that kind of thing. I guarantee you, the sequel is not going to be nearly as good, even... If even if you said the movie was amazing, I would disagree because I think it can't. Um, it, it's going to be the same movie. Well, you know? and yeah, films like these where it's one location, one thing, it's kind of hard to make a bunch of sequels because it's like, okay, so is it just going to be a different group of people going back to this cave and the same things happening? It's different when you have like uh, an entity character like Leatherface or Jason, where you can have all these sequels because like it's different them doing different things and different places you know or the descent two could be about another cave you know and and there's other problems you know but i feel like there's certain stories it's like how far can you stretch this premise exactly i i don't think it was a movie that was made to have sequels you know no like it's not i don't feel i feel like maybe the second one was like a cash grab like oh well you know the first one made money let's do something else probably and that's and that's generally that's a big thing that we're going to talk about because a lot of these movies are cash grabs because the first mm-hmm. one did even if it didn't do really well because from what I heard this movie did not play very well because there was another movie coming out in two thousand five also mm-hmm. called The Cave. Oh, and so you have a lot of movies that when they do come out, you have other movies that are very very similar. It's like. The other other people get in, get the whim of your movie and they're like, okay, well, let's do our version because, you know, it's like you have the Poseidon, the Poseidon Adventure, you know, it's like you have. Well, that's that's a remake. So, but you have like, I know what you're talking about. Like you have a Dante's Peak, you know, and then there was another volcano. There was a movie called Volcano at the same time. Right. You have like a, the, the, almost like the, the generic version or whatever, or the different versions, hoping that the success of one will bleed onto the others, maybe. Exactly. Um, so uh, this is where uh, I found this information. Um, the production on this film was fast-tracked to the movie. It could be released before the similarly-themed American film, The Cave. Unfortunately, it opened in the same week as the 2005 London bombings. Which considerably uh, hurt the film's chances for a box office. So yeah, that sucks. Um, but I don't. I don't think. Let me see what it did as far as financial. I always like we do this for Mainstream Monday, where we'll look up the uh, the box office and see how well. Right. well and it I did. 
So it's a British movie, you know, they're doing like, like, so the dates are a little different. Uh, I'm wondering if those numbers are U.S. or British theaters. Like, does also, it let you? Yeah, I'll go into that real quick. So it costs three million, uh, 3.5 million uh, pounds. So it's a little different okay. than um, dollars. Um, and uh, the opening weekend was only $244,346. Um, but domestic opening weekend by country, domestic was $8 million made eight million dollars so it made more than its its thing. United Kingdom only made ninety nine and nine hundred and ninety one thousand uh fifty nine. Um was it USA? What was USA? So it uh, seemed like it did better here than there. Well worldwide gross was fifty seven million. So mm-hmm. fifty seven million one hundred and thirty thousand yeah. twenty seven. So that's uh worldwide that's pretty damn good so um it doesn't even say united states with united states uh it's got ukraine's uh budget or not budget but uh gross which I is only fifty six thousand. when i went to go see it i saw it i think in our dollar theater yeah we have uh we had one of those local dollar theaters where it's like you know, because like I said, it was back when you know we did movies a lot more. Because uh, we like Netflix, so I think was still coming in a DVD at that point. Yeah, uh, you know, rather than on streaming. And, uh, <laughs> well, it still does it. It's just nobody yeah. does that. Right. I think, uh, but it was like it was you know before it had really evolved. So it's like we would just go to the local dollar theater every now and then to see the movies that had already been in theaters for a while and and get to see them cheaper. Um, right. So I do remember? Uh, I think that is that is what happened. So I think I did pay a dollar to see this movie. <laughs> paid a dollar you gave a dollar to the gross of the movie <laughs> I, I wonder about that like do does the studio or does the theaters give the the companies um the the them the the money like make up for the fact that you only paid a dollar like because like i i, I guess it's not fair really if uh you paid a dollar and everybody else paid eight dollars twelve dollars fifteen dollars whatever it is how the theater system works i don't know how how the money goes and all of that but it's fascinating to me though i remember paying a dollar at the at the cheapo theater to go watch it yeah i i just spent uh 13 11 13 11 bucks something like that like more expensive than i wanted to for ant man and the wasp on a mania and i saw it at the movie tavern um and it, you know which is a you know but I, I i spent more money because i i bought it the tickets beforehand mm-hmm. if i actually went there it would have been cheaper if i just went there and said hey can i watch that movie uh the only problem is you just don't know if it's going to be sold out you know but oh, yeah. i've uh, become very um how do you say like uh i like the fact now that a movie theater is on an app where i can buy my ticket i can even order my food if i want to and, and pick my seat uh through pick my your phone seat yeah that's the big thing is you can pick your seat these days I'm so anxious that i am i like the fact that i don't have to get there and worry about where i'm sitting or if somebody got the seat i wanted i can just reserve my seat and now here all the movie theaters have these nice reclining lounges oh my god i started going back to the movie theaters <laughs> they, they got you back in you know oh, yeah. just- 
comfy for dates now because now instead of those old you know the old movie theaters where you're sitting there uncomfortably like you and your person get to sit there like in recliners holding hands like sharing popcorn like with your feet back well, so like you're in the living room they want to create the living room experience because yeah, that is what's killing the theaters to bring people back into the theater you know because i'm enjoying it i like yeah. being alone. i have a well, bad back it works for me I go to the theater alone a lot and, and that's fine with me. Like I enjoy that, you know, cause it's, it's like being in my living room, except, you know, with a few more people. This is never, I never go when it's packed. You know, I always go when like on a, you know, matinee or something where I know there's only going to be like maybe 12 people or something, you know, or whatever. And, it, and that's the thing about the app where I could my seats is it shows me the seats that are already sold. I so know, it, which I don't an estimate of how many people are going to be there which gives me like anxiety because i usually do it early and then i'm like sit there and i'm like i'll actually go on whatever app i was on or whatever mm -hmm. and go and check and see what seats else yeah, have been taken to see if anybody's sitting right next to me because <laughs> i honestly i'm weird but i don't like sitting next to somebody i don't I, know I don't and I honestly think so many people agree with that nowadays that people rather wait to see the movie till another viewing than sit next to somebody. So that is another nice thing about, about the app is you could kind of be like, yeah, is it worth sitting next to a stranger? I'm going to pick my seats over here or I'll just wait. Or I'll just <laughs> I, wait, yeah. I will uh, decide to wait to watch the movie if I have to sit next to a stranger. <laughs> so overall, you like this movie, you know, right? You enjoyed it. I Overall, I I. I would say it's an enjoyable movie. I say for the time, like is a, is a good movie. I'm surprised it didn't do as well. I thought it did. Uh, it's a it's one of those movies where it did do well. I mean, on a three three point five million dollar budget, it made fifty seven million. You know, yeah. So. Uh, I think it's one of those movies where ever you say the name of it, everybody knows what movie you're talking about. You know, whether they've seen it or not, they know what movie you're talking about. It's got recognizable images and stuff like that on the covers and everything. I think the the effects that they had were good. The blood they had was good. Like the acting they had good. Like overall, I think it was a good movie. It's just one of those movies where if, you know, if you have anxiety or claustrophobia or jump scares, which are all of my things, for me, this is one of those movies that makes me uneasy to watch it, which most horror movies, like I told you, I'm desensitized to and don't do that to me because I'm like, eh, axe murder, yeah. But movies like this actually stress me out you know, unlike other horror movies, because of it being a realistic situation or tight spaces, like you could feel the anxiety. So, you know, like not that many horror movies make me be like, uh, you know, and, and then this one I say, uh, you know, I touched base on a lot of parts. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. There you go. All the time, though, because I'll definitely have nightmares. But I mean, I, I would say it's a good movie. That's the thing, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad you told me about the nightmares um, thing, because I didn't, I don't think you've, no, no, no. Well, if I repeatedly see an image a lot, like I said, if I binge watch a show a lot or see something a lot, then my brain plays a picture show, you know, when I'm asleep, of course. So it's like, even you, if I were to see your face every day for like a week, I would probably dream about you. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that dream about me. I don't know. <laughs> so just get in line. All right. Um, well, thank you, Sarah. This has been awesome. And uh, I guess thank you all for... Uh, for checking this Thank out. We have a huge announcement to make. So Sarah, would you like to take it away? 
Well, I mean, I don't know if it's considered huge. It might be huge for y'all because I know y'all really love me. Of course, who doesn't? But uh, the huge announcement is just that I am going to be taking a hiatus right now. And uh, I wanted to come back for the first episode this year just to um, make sure I didn't ghost y'all because I do love everybody. Uh, but this year I got to focus on my health, which means I just don't have the time or the opportunity for for this investment right now. So unfortunately i we're putting a pin in me uh and i may show back up every now and then just to check on y'all and do a few uh reviews with jonathan but uh yeah i will no longer be co-hosting this show so it was so funny and cute how uh how sarah messaged me about it she was just like she was scared i think like she was thought i was gonna be mad and um, I've done the podcasting things with co-hosts for a long time to the point where a lot of times it's just uh, people uh, and you lasted two seasons. So that's pretty that's pretty remarkable. So thank you. Two years more if, you know, like my health issues weren't becoming an issue where it was becoming hard for me to sit through these because like even right now like my back hurts so bad that I'm going to need a cane for the rest of the night um, oh I'm sorry yeah. unfortunately that's every podcast and it's just getting it's getting to a point where I need to take care of myself so I could be here for everybody else exactly uh, I'm gonna love watching Jonathan take take this ship over again and do his thing well it's gonna be an interesting year and season um I will have special guests who will do it I will not be finding a like a, a permanent co-host or anything because um or a co-ghost <laughs> you um, can't I'm, not fast jonathan <laughs> i yeah i don't know i i, I don't really want to time. though because i honestly don't i feel like this is like 90s horror films and 80s horror films mm-hmm. and i uh, 80s horror films i've been doing with rebecca and i love but uh 90s horror films i've been doing by myself and i've loved that a lot too because now i get to pick a guest and you know and then we've got some really cool ones coming up on that we got really we're gonna have some fun ones on this one i have a i have a list and that's the other thing is you know i get to have my list a big list of stuff you know you're gonna have all the creative freedom to just let it go wild in your way you know exactly but we will miss Sarah because we all love Sarah and I'm the uh, funny one. What? I said I'm the funny and cute one, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. Subject. Yeah. So there you go. So, uh, but I will be excited. I mean, we'll we'll see if we can sneak you back in for like you said for like a, a you know another episode maybe next season or something and, and who knows. You may be like so sad you're not doing this anymore, and so <laughs> jealous of all the other people. Um, maybe. I may come crawling back. May but... come crawling back, with your tail between your legs, and say, "Jonathan, <laughs> take me back." <laughs> so, I, I have the tail. I can go grab the tail. <laughs> okay. Whoa! I don't know what you've been using that for. Jesus. Wear it. It's a tail. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, we just, we just love having you. And, um, so that's, that's the big thing. That's the big, uh, reveal for the season. Um, that Sarah will no longer be our co-host and that is, uh, that's okay. We also got the YouTube that's going on. So I've got a co-host for mainstream Mondays. 
I've been doing my first time watch Fridays, which will also have a special guest later. Uh, right now, it's just been me doing it, but later, I think, uh, and then I'm going to do 20 by myself and then 20 with a, with a special guest. Yeah, a lot of going on, and you guys are going to see a lot of great things coming from this man. Yeah, so you'll you see that you got the TikToks, we've got tons of stuff going on. So, um, and there's still if you go to indiefilmcafe.poppy.com, you can see still see episode uh, season one and season two uh, stuff with with Sarah and everything. We had a we did a lot, you know, in those two seasons. So maybe that's um, my back is hurting so bad. We did a lot, Jonathan. I know. Did not realize your back was hurting so much. Jesus. You don't tell me this stuff. You just do it. And oh, then... because I suffer through things for, for art and just, you know, I'm not I'm not going to whine about it. I know. Um, so people who are not going to hear you again for a while, uh, tell them where they can they can reach you. Um, I mean, if you uh, want to check me out social medias, you know, of course, it's it, a lot of it is under Virginia Church. Uh, a lot of it is under Sarah Atkins. Um, sometimes I go under Suicide Watch because that's kind of my creative outlet where I do all sorts of things. How do you spell um, that? Just so people. So, you know, the little oo-woo sign, the, the U, the W and the U. So add that to su- suicide. And it's a little play on words, you know, where it's like S-U-W-U, you know, suicide. Like ooh, ooh. yeah, I, I, it's 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 kind of cringe but cute at the same time because that's just me. Cringe and cute. <laughs> that's me, cringe and cute. Oh um, lord, I don't think you're cringe at all, but whatever, you know. I try to do um my my outlets on there, but that is even going to be scaling back just a little bit until I can get myself taken care of. Well, we also miss having Cody around. You know, maybe I, I can know. steal Cody at some point or something. So when I come back, and I do eventually come back to do a guest spot. I'm going to drag him by his beard with me. And okay, gonna- good. We'll have you back. Um, there's a bunch that we'll we'll probably have that you'll be like, ooh, I want to do that one, you know, right. or whatever. So, um, and that was the fun thing about having you on the show, uh, Sarah, was that uh, sometimes I would show you movies that you haven't seen. Uh, sometimes I'll show you movies that you have seen. Um, usually, yeah, usually it's a movie I've seen or you've seen. This was a this was a different one because I wanted I was originally gonna have Samantha on it, and so I thought having you two and me on that that you know sort of thing would would be great. But actually, I'm kind of very happy it's just you and me because. We had a great time, and uh, and that's leading to another whole another show. So that's how my brain works, you know. <laughs> uh, just one thing leads to another, I guess. Um, I but guess. we we're very happy you're here. That you were here for this, and we are excited to see where you go. So people yeah. keep keep tabs on her. Um, are you still doing your OnlyFans? Well, that's one of the things that I, like I said, I'm still doing it, but at some point this year, it's going to get scaled back, but I do still do it currently. Uh, and that is uh, Virginia underscore church uh, or uh, the suicide watch. I have two. Uh, one's a free preview page and one's a VIP page. Uh, and all of those links can also be found on my personal Facebook, uh, which is Sarah Atkins. And I have my uh, professional Facebook too, my business Facebook, which is just Virginia uh, church. So you can find all my links on all of that. Uh, I am still doing it currently, uh, but there may be a time where I might have to pause that uh, depending on um, 
what I need to do to, you know, make myself better. Yeah, just concentrate on your health. That's that's what's yeah. the most well, important right now. Backbreaking than this because I have to do all these twisting and contorting and all that stuff. So that could be the main cause of why my back hurts so bad. But you know, between the two, like right. who, who does that? But uh that's 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 modeling anyway, you know, period, you know, doing twisting, turning, doing yeah. these things. Um I, I don't know how people model, period. Uh I I like when people tell me to do something, like I'm just like, I don't I don't know what you want. Like let other people do it. You know. You know, and the same thing can kind of come with the acting. Like I've been I've been trying to do some extra work. And when you're standing on set for like hours, like eight hours in one spot, like, you know, especially uh, my age, like that just wears on you. And uh I think uh your trying- age, you're younger than me and I and I'm still doing it. Like geez. yeah, but I I have a lot of medical history, but more than I do, yes. So like I spent the whole year trying to do buckless things, like the podcast, the acting, and the OnlyFans. And I think uh, I think my body has just said I overdid it, so I'm gonna take a little break. But then we'll figure out what I'm gonna do, and I'll be back at it. Yeah. So there you go. Once you take a little break, just relax, enjoy yourself, take nice hot baths or something, you know, or whatever. Um. And just relax, and then maybe sometime when you're feeling better, we'll we'll start having you come back as a guest at some point. But uh, I think we're it's gonna be I think it's gonna be like next year or something that we'll have you back. You know, um, to let everybody know, uh, this will be a short season. It's not because of her or anything. It's because literally, I want to start doing next year having it start in January. So I don't want to do all the way up to December and then go into January and not really have a break. So we're going to go up to October. Then it's going to have a two month break, come back to January and starting January to uh, October, it'll be, um, you know, episodes. So for 10 episodes. So for now it'll be an eight episode season, which I think will be okay. Cause I've got a million other ones anyway. So <laughs> like I have enough, I have enough shit to to deal with. What? You have a full plate. I do, I do, and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm a okay with that. Um, but so that's gonna be the thing. It's gonna be up till October. So just get ready. This is gonna be a fun season. Uh, I've told Sarah before what what we I had in store. She probably doesn't remember, but mm-hmm. I sent her lists of stuff, and I probably changed things anyway. Um, I'm not sure what's next yet, uh, but uh, that's part of the par for the course, man. Just well, we really excited to see a whole bunch of stuff. Like you're always at it, you're always working. This is your passion. We're definitely going to see a whole lot of cool stuff from you. Yes, thank you. And you'll be checking it out. I'm sure if you if you heard of the movies or something, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you guys all so much for checking us out. Join so us. More. I said thank, thank, thanks to the fans for listening. Uh, thank, thank you all for for watching me for this amount of time or listening to me, however you view it. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna be putting this on YouTube except for clips, but right. So listening rather. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, listening. Li- you know, but um, we we still love you and we're so excited and everything is good. So we just can't wait to see what you're up to next. And I know you've got some films that you've been working on and. And doing so um yeah. good luck on that and everything 
And everybody else, thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. Join us next. Well, join me <laughs> next. Uh, I say us in the colloquial sense, like of the whole thing. But uh, join me next uh, month for a brand new episode. Until then, bye everybody. Bye.